G'day and welcome to the Facelifted Car Expert Podcast. Now you may have noticed a couple of things have changed, most notably your host, me. I'm Sean Lander and if you don't recognize me, you might have seen me before in the reflection of a tow bar or a window. I'm half of the video team that makes the Car Expert videos on YouTube and myself along with Igor who's doing all the filming today, we'd like to welcome you to the brand new podcast. The other big change is you'll note that now we are a video podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, Pause it, head over to YouTube and check it out there. Give us a like, a subscribe, a comment, leave us a review. But we're gonna get straight into it. And today I've got the biggest guests I could possibly get for our very first podcast, my bosses, our boars, and Paul. Welcome, boys. Good to have you, mate. Big just in terms of title, not in yes. stature. No, yes. Yeah. Well, no. Well, Tony's not here today. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, so welcome. Welcome to our new podcast. Paul, this must be different for you. You're not hosting uh, yes. something new. It's not yeah. the center of attention. No. Well, look, we thought we'd try something a little bit different. Um, you can still listen to this as an audio podcast on the regular channels, but we thought we'd try some video. We're going to rotate guests and stuff like that, So, but we're going to try and make you static, so to speak. Yes. I'm just yes. glad that we have an alternative if you get hit by a bus now. <laughs> well, he has, I have been doing a lot of like picking up his Raptor and dropping it off to get repairs done. So he's been grooming me to take his place. Oh, so. grooming. Yes, it's just grooming. <laughs> it's, today that word's not yes. as funny as it used to be. <laughs> Uh, I think we should get stuck into it. So this is going to be a very relaxed sort of thing. So we're just going to chat a few topics and uh, we're open to any suggestions. If you guys like what you hear, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, just leave a comment and let us know. But we'll get stuck into it. Uh, Paul and Albors, this week you guys ducked down to Geelong and checked out a local manufacturer called Carbon Revolution. Albors, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about what they are or who they are? Yeah, look, we, um, we actually came across this business pre-COVID. So 2019, they, uh, they make carbon fiber wheels. And they're probably the only company in the world that actually can produce these carbon fiber wheels to a standard that can be used properly in a mass production um, facility. And obviously they've improved substantially since then. They've listed, uh, and Paul and I are actually investors in that business. Uh, we've lost a lot of money in that business. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so their product is amazing, but uh, yeah, their, their, um, their financial record has not been fantastic. But from a, like an Australian innovation perspective, um, and we just went and saw the new mega line they've done there. It is absolutely fascinating what they've done. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, so they've got some interesting stats. So they were founded in 2007 in Geelong. Uh, they've produced over 60,000 wheels and they make wheels for- Which really isn't that much, by the way. No, but- Well, you but, divide it by yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's quite a few for a little company. Um, and especially for, for, they are carbon fiber wheels. Yeah. So they're, they're quite hard to make, they're expensive mm -hmm. to make. But they make wheels for, I've got a list here, the Shelby GT350, the Mustang Shelby GT350, the Ferrari 488 Pista, the new Corvette Z06, yep. uh, the new Range Rover Sport, and they've got supply deals with Ferrari and I think uh, Renault, Renault, Megane, yep. Renault Sport, they yep. make them for as well. So they're not Doing like, for the new Mustang Dark Horse as well. Yeah, so, wow. Um, and then there's, uh, actually the, the biggest part of their business soon will be, and sorry if this sounds like a marketing pitch, but um, I, I love this from an engineering standpoint because I'm an engineer. A civil uh, engineer. <laughs> <laughs> At best. Um, I, I, like, uh, I like what they've done here. And when you actually get to tour the factory, it is incredible how they take this yarn of carbon fiber and then turn it into a wheel that can do 300 k. It, it literally comes as like a fabric. Yeah. Like right. it's the best way to describe it. And somehow that goes from these like balls of carbon weave into wheels. Um, through this whole process and sort of watching it. They wouldn't let us take any photos or film it, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating. It takes a while to make a wheel. Like there's 
how many hours was like 15 hours or something it was like a ridiculous amount of hours and that's gone way better than it used to be yeah uh, used to be around 30 or 40 hours so through those production efficiencies have been able to bring it down Um, the interesting thing is they're saying uh, a lot of their big business now is going to come from electric vehicles and not because of the reasons you think it's going to come it's actually at the upper end so where a vehicle in the states has more and more features added into it and it's electric it gets bumped into the next uh, size class which means the manufacturer then gets penalties for for the carbon emissions of their vehicles and it offsets those by producing smaller electric vehicles but if you can reduce the weight some of these larger vehicles it means you can bump them down a bracket and uh, and then still take advantage of having that weight saving, less unsprung mass. So. And, and, and on some of these cars, like on a 22-inch wheel, like replacing it alloys with um, carbon, it's like 50 kilos of saving. Yeah, so they had a, I, I had a quick look onto their website last night. They had one example, the new uh, Ferrari 296 GTB. If you have 20-inch uh, carbon rev wheels all around, they save 32 kilograms on that car. And a car like that is all about weight saving. So, yeah, it makes total but sense. Except Ferrari charged, I think, $65,000. <laughs> oh, is that all? Yeah, so you know what's so money. funny is they, they build them in Geelong, they send them to Italy and then they put it on the car and send it back to Australia if you buy one here. Yeah, like and then also right. the raw material gets imported into Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> they build the wheels and the wheels go out and then... They come back. Yeah, it was like when um, Holden uh, used to manufacture the V6 engines for Saabs. So you would do it in uh, Elizabeth or, or Port Melbourne here, wherever it was, and then it would go to... Uh, Sweden, I think they were still manufacturing Saabs there. Then the Saabs would come back to Australia with the engine in them. So Australia Post works with the same methodology. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> Send something from Melbourne to yes. Geelong and it goes via Brisbane yes. or Darwin. Um, um, so, it's, yeah. so this is interesting. I think the whole, the whole thing with Carbon Rev is really interesting. The fact that they actually uh, got a, a revolutionary manufacturing method here. Because traditionally... Yeah, it is funny that. Um, <laughs> traditionally, you'd manufacture a wheel from a, a solid piece of aluminium and a, a jig would dig a hole through it and then carve out a wheel but this is actually layering uh layers and layers and layers and then they're heating it cooling it uh to produce the final product um and then they in it's it was funny the example they had uh for the z06 you can buy the naked wheel which is just carbon fiber on the wheel or you can buy the painted one and uh, corvette charges more for the naked carbon weave but it costs more to produce the the way around the 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 naked the naked weave, you're right, sorry, the naked yeah. weave was more expensive. Yeah. The one they painted was cheaper, even though it cost more to make. Yeah, you're right, you got to paint so. it. How does that work? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, just, the reason was that yeah. they expected Carbon Rev to have a lot of issues with the front facer, so there would be like imperfections in the weave, so that way they could just paint them and still be a carbon wheel, but they're all perfect. Right. So they ended up selling a product that they would charge less for that would cost more to make. Um, but, you know, like, as a, if you think about it holistically, like, Carbon wheels make so much more sense. Like they're actually super strong and everyone's really worried about like damages and things. And it's actually not like that. They've got a front sort of face on them that is easily repairable. Um, in fact, replaceable from my understanding. And they're so strong that you have to really, I have to give it to my wife to really screw it up, right? Like they're- um, <laughs> Or Tony. Or Tony. <laughs> yes. I think Tony could really destroy a set. Yes, he has, to, he has been. No, although I am still the only person I believe at Car Advice and Car Expert that's damaged the carbon wheel. Um, not not their wheels, but that Brabham BT92. <laughs> and by damage, you mean disintegrated. <laughs> Look, I avoided hitting a cyclist, and in retrospect, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. But um, I think you go to jail for that these days. Yeah. <laughs> it was in France, so I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe it's less. <laughs> well, they've got a lot of issues at the moment. <laughs> yeah, they want to protest about it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I um, cut this bit out, I think. Yes. <laughs> so uh, these guys are far from the only company in Australia that are manufacturing uh, automobile components. You know, they, um, obviously in Brisbane, Volvo still makes trucks, uh, Packard make trucks. So, I mean, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, there's, since we've lost... Well, they've got the EV charging company in yeah. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah Brisbane's the place yes. to yeah. be. So, uh, unless you, you dislike traffic, <laughs> yes. in which case you don't <laughs> want to be humidity. Uh, but, you know, there's a, since uh, we stopped manufacturing Falcons and Commodores, it seems that, that manufacturing has actually boomed here to a degree. It has, but just based on what we've heard uh, from, from the Carbon Rev guys, it is very hard to manufacture in Australia. It's Wages expensive. are high, you've got unions, uh, logistics are hard. You know, Geelong is in the middle of nowhere globally and very south mm. of nowhere. Um, so all of those aspects make manufacturing in Australia hard and the government just doesn't support anyone. Like they, okay, they might throw a bone away every now and then, but uh, they just don't care for really supporting manufacturing here, which is incredibly disappointing in my opinion because we have some incredibly skilled people and we just don't get to use any of them. I mean, I know we see this uh, when we go shoot at our proving ground, yeah. which used to be the old Holden proving ground and, and the guys that work there, you know, they're sort of just left to rot, unfortunately, which which is sad because there's so much experience and talent uh, in, in those people. Is that still owned by VinFast? Yeah. Yes, technically. Right. Is VinFast still a thing? Yes. Technically. Okay, uh, <laughs> just clarifying. Yeah. We think, we're not yes. sure, we haven't seen I still see the sign on the highway here in Melbourne when yeah. you drive past. That's it. That's so I wonder what they do in that office. Oh no, well that's gone now, that's oh, shut that's down. Oh, that's gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The I'm waiting for the lease to end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the lease is so ended. David Beckham's not coming around. I, don't, I think he forgot that he was associated with them. Actually, the story behind that is, I think we were at the Paris Motor Show and all of a sudden, like no one was at the VinFast stand, all of a sudden there was this enormous crowd and we're like, what the hell's going on there? So we walked over and then randomly David Beckham walks out and he goes, hey, I'm here with the new <laughs> VinFast <Yeah>. 7. <laughs> Here it is, and that was that was that, and then he walked off. And I think the room was, like was three million bucks yeah. they pay him just to show up for like twenty minutes. <laughs> wow, just had a lot of money to spend. But hey, I, we still remember it. it. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I didn't know what Winfast was. Then. <laughs> you, do you know what it is now? No, but I knew the David Beckham was. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vietnamese cars. Sort of, maybe. We're not really sure. We've never seen one. So, uh, but what we what we have seen is a massive change in the sales charts. And this month's VFAX actually brought kind of a surprise uh, out of the woods. Yeah, the Tesla Model Y became the second highest selling car of the month, outdoing the Ford Ranger. Um, to, to find out why, we're going to switch over to our Model Y correspondent, Paul Marrick. Oh, yes. I remember Model Y. Paul, can you tell us why? Look, well, I'll tell you something. Um, I am, I guess, the car whisperer. Um, every car that I buy ends up becoming a top seller. So there was the Ford Ranger, then there's the Tesla Model Y. What can I say? He said the Ford Ranger is not the top seller. <laughs> it was <laughs> very briefly. Um, it's third. I mean, but we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't joke too much about this Model Y thing because I'm just, I've got some numbers here uh, of the cars that were sold. The Tesla Model Y sold 5,560 cars in June, which outdid all of the cars that Mitsubishi sold Volkswagen sold, Subaru sold, GWM sold. That's so their one model outdid all of those cars, yeah. which is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, obviously supply shortages are, are dwindling a little bit. It's not such yeah, a problem. Yeah, but also the price. They man. keep gutting the price, and it's now so cheap to buy one, especially if you're in Queensland. 
Um, you know, they need some incentive for someone to move there, but um, they're, they're giving uh, such big discounts. $6,000. Yeah, I mean, a, a base Model 3 now is 55 grand drive away with the incentives. I mean, that is a dirt cheap price. A Model Y isn't much more expensive. And if you discount the fact that it's electric, it's actually good value for money as an SUV. Throw in the yeah, fact that it's electric. if you don't electric. like any comfort features, terrible ride, no head-up display. Yeah, yeah you bought one, didn't you, boss? I had one for a few days, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> but you no, know, it's, it? it's actually, it's, it's, it's a point that Paul was making. I bought mine for almost 80K. Um, and now I reckon that car would be, you know, high 60s, low 70s. Yeah, so it's right. dropped in price massively. Yeah. And I think it's actually a good buy now. If they can fix the suspension. Um, well, I bought one and then my wife, who is not very fond of electric cars, uh, drove it on the first charge and then left it when it ran out of charge. And I had to explain to her that it wasn't a, a disposable appliance, that they can actually be recharged. But we didn't actually ever recharge it. I literally sold it and in the ad it said never recharged. I thought I was very proud of that. It's like the people that have a convertible that say never driven in the rain. I was like, never recharged. Yeah. <laughs> Did they come with a tow truck to pick it up? Or? No, I managed to just get it to a charging <laughs> station. Uh, and then did the transfer so I didn't have to pay for the, yes. the electricity. Albors is Amish, so he doesn't have electricity in his home. Yeah, that's I don't have a charger at home. I plugged it in. It was like 14 years later it was going to recharge. So. See, this is, this is the problem. I've tried to explain to Albors about the basics of electricity. And he goes, I've got three-phase power. I'm like, yes, but do you have a three-phase outlet? No. I have a thing, a big white box thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that does, but I plugged it in and nothing changed to a normal outlet. So I was like, well, that was pointless. So anyway, this, this, this Tesla thing actually raises a good point. And they're not the only ones that are moving up the charts. So BYD Auto 3 is the 17th highest selling car. Now, 17 might not seem like a lot, but when there's a couple of hundred options of cars, yep. the fact that their BYD's only car is 17th, they sold 1,530 units in June, which is... Uh, that's the currently actually, the cheapest like car. That car. It's a good car. Yeah, I mean it's not terrible. Um, aside from the slight issue they had where it was listening to people's conversations in the car. Oh, um, it sound like a Fox News reporter. It, it was. It was. Um, it, just, it was probably a software bug. Yeah, he was burnt by Optus quite badly, so I guess he was living in bug. fear a little bit. <laughs> yes, software bug. It's just that line of code we added. It's like it's like the time to. Tesla did a software update and turned off people's airbags for 24 hours before someone noticed. Yeah. Like no one talks about that. You know? Like, and, and you know, like when I had my Model that Y, was a software I, had a, I, had a, I had a software issue on my, on my Model Y. It, the music wouldn't work or something was wrong. And I posted about it on Instagram and obviously some people from Tesla followed me. They logged into my car and fixed it without asking. Did you try turning it off and on again? I, I, I did. <laughs> Charging it maybe. And, and I was like, you know what? That's kind of weird. The fact that they could just log in, probably look at what I was listening to, get all the logs and then... You know, like, why would I trust them more than I trust BYD? Like, I think they're just as bad as each other for that matter. This is, a, this is an interesting thing because I know, Paul, you just had your Raptor in getting some repairs done uh, under warranty. And, yeah, you were able to see essentially what they were doing on your phone. But, like, they could – the theory is they can log in remotely and do that, yeah. which is – I guess cause for concern. It's well, not just Tesla. Actually, um, Albors, we were, uh, we'll talk about it shortly, the GLC, but um, he somehow managed to put the key in his jacket, put it in the passenger seat, close the jacket door. Great jacket, don't worry. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that robe. <laughs> um, so he closed the door and the car locked itself with the key inside. And the only way he was able to get back in was to get the PR manager to unlock the car remotely. So it does actually serve a purpose, but that doesn't always work because I managed to lock a key in a BMW at the airport and I called up their customer service and they couldn't open it remotely. Really? Yeah. No reception? Well, no, they just refused to do it. So they said I had to add it to the account. I'm like, I can add it to the account, but 
I need to read the code out on the infotainment, which I can't access. Unless I like smash the window, <laughs> read the code out, <laughs> and, and go, then oh, get unlock. out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I guess that, I guess it's coming. the The ability for them to just log into your car is becoming increasingly. Well, that's already yeah, the doesn't case. Bother me, to it's be honest. Not the case. Yeah, bothers well, me a little bit. Like, what have you got to hide? Nothing, but it's, it's that's not the point. It's that argument that people make around speeding. They're like, "Oh, if you don't speed, you won't get caught." And it's like, "Yeah, that's not the point." Like, you know what yeah, I mean? but I prefer the convenience. Like, like I what, prefer having have... having people log into your car remotely and see where you're well, going. No, to. not that. For me, being able to log in, and by oh, virtue yes, of me being able to log in, other people. It's the are same able reason that Apple doesn't allow any backdoor access to their phones, even for themselves, because they figure if you put it in, surely someone, they have like a little I don't know. app. I'm the Apple marketing department here. But, yes, um, yes, <laughs> it's called the not the backdoor.exe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a PC thing. Yeah. I think it's not DMG. Yeah, DMG, whatever it is. So, yeah. But look, I, I think that that sales result is incredible. But they are a little bit cheeky with those sales numbers because what they do is they'll dump all the stock one day and, you know, it, it won't actually be representative of three or four months of sales. And that's so. the thing. So if we look at last year's, uh, last month's results, sorry, from May, they did 3,178. So clearly there was an end of financial year push from Tesla to, to get that number up a little bit. And do you think that they are holding back on supply? Do you think it's supply well, there's clearing? A, there's a new Model 3 imminent at some point in the near future, right? And then I imagine the Model Y follow next year. Um, yep. So I probably got some stock they want to get rid of. Well, there's, and there's also cars coming. Because my dad ordered a Model Three, and it was scheduled for delivery between June and August, and he still hasn't heard anything. Um, so, really? Yeah, there's a boat. You just coming. walk in and grab one. Well, no, they have uh, stacks of Model Three and Model Y performance. They're the cars no one's buying. They have heaps of those in inventory, but all the base models, which are eligible for the incentives, there's long waits. Do you have a Model Y those. performance or a normal one? Me, yeah. just a normal one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that uh, that's going to keep happening. The base ones will come in big shipments. You don't need the performance. It doesn't make sense no. for a Model Y. We what tested the performance and it was really not great. It like had all the, the same problems was terrible. as yeah. the base Model Y did. So yeah, it was yeah. rough. It just needs a head-up display. I know, that's all that's it needs. all it needs. Our, our actual car, because I, I was going to upgrade to the long range, but our car as a base Model Y has more than enough range for what we do. And because it's an LFP battery, I can charge it to 100% constantly, which gives me theoretically the similar range that I would get in a performance charge to 90%. So for me, it's just easy. In the same time, I can, yeah. You know, I can just get home, plug it in and <clears throat> never have to limit battery charge and know that it doesn't degrade the battery. So I, I, I don't see the point in upgrading. And the range, and if I need to drive, I'm sure, I'm sure your wife loves driving a Model Y. She actually doesn't. <laughs> she hates the car, but anyway. It is what it is. Do you still have those stupid number plates? No. Okay. I wasn't allowed to get those. <laughs> Just on his Raptor this time around. Yeah. Which you can check out on our YouTube channel. Um, so can Tesla keep this up, do you think? Or is this is oh, just absolutely. a... absolutely. Yeah. They will sell nothing but threes and Ys. No one buys a Model S and X globally. Um, and they never really did in Australia anyway before they pulled the right-hand drive vehicles. Um, I don't think they'll sell very many Cybertrucks. Um, because oh, depending them. on the price, I reckon they would. Uh, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. I think that the type of people uh, who need a truck don't buy electric trucks. Yeah, but the people that need a truck are not going to buy a Cybertruck. Yeah, but I, you'll have a handful of those Tesla lovers. Yes, That's lovers. I'm going to use another word. Enthusiasts. Um, <laughs> yes, enthusiasts. Um, that we're going to buy buy them, but I don't think it'll be a big seller. Um, it will be big. It's impractical. 
Um, it won't pass any safety requirements. Like the front, the pedestrian impact is going to be a problem. Oh, they on sell it, a TRX in Australia. Yeah, it'll this, be fine. TRX isn't shaped I'd love like to have that. One. That's actually the only Tesla I'd love to own. It's a cool car. He thought the GWM Aura looked good. I think it I looks great. I know he likes great. an MG3 if he can get his hands on one. So. <laughs> I like the MG4. I like the look of that too. Yeah, that looks good. But yeah. Yeah. The Aura, no, the Aura looks awesome. Does. I just wish they called Aura Cat. Well, no. Good Cat. No, just, or whatever weird names to go. No, just no cat. Did Nothing. you get that email from Specsavers the other day? You wanted to go for another eye test, mate. Yes, clearly not. He's got that jacket on. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so if you are looking to buy a new car, we actually have an amazing range of tools on our very big website, carexpert.com.au, that can help you out. If you want to know more, just simply Google Help Me Car Expert and you'll see a lovely picture of Paul and he'll be able to help you out. Uh, buying a new car, connecting you to a dealer, getting a great deal on uh, a Tesla if that's what you're after. Uh, so we're going to move on to our last topic of the day, which is the car that we've been driving. I think everyone's had a drive, but this week it's the GLC 300 from Mercedes-Benz. Uh, if you look at it from a casual observer point, it doesn't look like a new car. It looks fundamentally the same as the old car, but it is bigger. It has more power uh, and a much larger price tag. Uh, would I be correct well, in saying well, that? Well, yes. Um, it's, it's larger, but not like, Exponentially larger. It's like no, just fifteen grand. No, no, I mean the size, the size. Oh right, yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's not like massively large. I think it's sixty mil or something. Yeah, it's not like it's it's mainly the storage is bigger. Like you get an extra fifty liters of storage. Um, plus, if you put the seats down, it's larger. But the the look thing, I, I've started to get to the point where do you remember when Audi had this period, which I don't think it's ever finished. But all their cars look the same. <laughs> yeah. Like now, yeah, <laughs> it's been going on for like eight years. Well, I heard and, they announced a Q8 e-tron. And I saw the picture of it. I'm like, that's just an e-tron, isn't it? Mm. Like, I think they've all just the stopped are the same bothering. Yeah. yeah. But but there was a time when I think it's 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 Gordon. I've forgotten his last name. The head designer for Mercedes. Mm. I'm feeling his last name is Wagner, but that's a bad word these days. Um, but, and he'd taken over design. He was talking about how they've got three design philosophies at Mercedes: sports cars, SUVs, and other stuff. I feel like that's not the case anymore. They've got one design and everything, except for the G-Wagon, some of the things just tends to look a lot similar. And that new GLC and C-Class, like when they're behind you, I don't think you can tell the difference from the ride height. In the car park, it's very hard to tell a new I mean, GLC they look good, but, yeah. but at the same time, there's, I, I, you know, you want to have some distinctiveness. And everything's got like AMG line standard. Like everything's got the exhaust and side vents and, you know, uh, yeah, it's expensive too, as you said. It yeah, I think it's like 12, 15 grand more. Um, and I was actually thinking, I know that um, you're going to laugh at this, but just recently we drove that XC60, the base model, and that was mm. brains trust. How much is the base XC60? The one we had was 80 grand drive away. Okay, there we go. Right. So 80 grand 80 grand drive away. That has 48 volt mild hybrid more or less a similar set of features, and if it didn't, you just upgrade the features if you need to. Um, but I didn't see the $20,000, $25,000 price difference. Like, I, I couldn't feel it. Really, you didn't notice the three-pointed star over the Volvo <laughs> badge? The, is that is that XC60 out of Sweden or China, out of curiosity? Uh, I think they're out of China. Oh, China? okay, yeah. so, so you're comparing a, a uh, non- Where's just, the GLC bar? I don't know, but it's not out of China. America, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know if it is. is it? I, I is don't know not? if it is. I know the old ones were. South Africa. Oh, well, that means we know by it from Amarok's build quality is excellent. Uh, We're going to have to have a look here. Um, 
This is this is great. So while, while we're so while we're checking this information out, so a couple of things about the GLC three hundred. There's only one spec. It yes. is only the three hundred currently. There yes. might be a sporty one down the line. No, there will definitely be there a, a uh, sixty three yeah. and a forty three. Right, but as it stands, point. you only get the one spec, which is the three hundred. Uh, it comes with a two liter four cylinder turbo. 190 kilowatts, 400 newton meters, but it does have a 48 volt mild hybrid system, which gives you a 200 newton meter boost in torque. Can you explain how that works, how a tiny little battery system can give that much boost? Uh, so it uses what's called um, an integrated starter generator. And the way that works is as opposed to a, an electric motor that sits um, like on a wheel or something like that, this is basically within that drive line. And the way that it works is, uh, you have a small battery, every time you brake or slow down, it charges that battery, and that battery is able to supply additional torque to the drive line to give it that boost. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, an integrated starter generator also makes the stop-start sequence seamless, and it allows the system to switch off at low speeds and then switch back I, on. I've got to say, that was actually one of my very few complaints with the car, was the start-stop system wasn't very good. Oh, really? I loved it. No, it took too long to restart. What, what do you mean too long? Like at the lights yesterday in Melbourne, yeah. where I was screaming at the traffic, every time they would move, it would like, I would, when I lift off the brake to go for the accelerator, it would take like a second and a half to get going again. No, but it's already running. You just don't Well, it wasn't moving it's when I was accelerating, so it can't be running that far. You do drive like a taxi driver, just on, off. <laughs> I mean, um, I drove it about 200 k's to our proving ground there yeah. and back. You drove it around the proving ground, yeah. and I, I didn't notice that. It's because you guys weren't stopping at a red light in peak hour traffic. There are red lights. We do. We did have to travel through some uh, of Melbourne. <laughs> by the way, Melbourne traffic, it is the worst. Yeah, let's not go into that one. That's it a whole other podcast. Worst. It's almost as bad as Brisbane it traffic. It is not yeah. even comparable. Um, just, just a very quick side story. When Albors tried to pick me up from Brisbane, um, it took him about 45 minutes to That's move a kilometre. That's because you booked the only hotel that was in like literally like traffic land. And and where are we? Yeah, but... You tried to drive across the city at 5pm. Yeah, and I got there at 7. That always goes well. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, Victoria is, yes. is a cluster, yes. but um, Brisbane All is... All held down. The, the GLC does have some redeeming features though, doesn't it? So it actually, oh, it's actually a great car. It handles yes. really well. It's got massive, like really big wide tyres. Big old yeah. treads. Like so. it's a properly sporty little car. Yeah, or big I, car, I should I, say. I thought it was great. Like that's the thing. The, the only thing I didn't love was the price. I just thought it was a little expensive, but I thought the vehicle itself was nice. Yeah, I think it's know. worth pointing out that he's only got one option. Um, so everything else is standard, which is very unlike Mercedes. You know, you know, they were talking about how like it's the first time it's got like heated seat standard, which I think is ridiculous that a car that expensive wouldn't have them standard. But yeah. I think what they're trying to do is remove complexity from the model range where they've got like fewer cars um, that are easier to maintain, easier to sell, and you don't have to make too many decisions. And that option pack isn't entirely no, necessary. You yet. don't like, need it. You could take all you really those digital headlights, acoustic glass. Um, a better sound system. Sound system and a couple of other Well, we had a better uh, active safety system. That was oh, the only actually, thing. actually, the self-steering thing, which I thought, kind of nah, didn't really work that yeah. well. Anyway. So I would have yeah. liked to have seen that separated, yeah. but I think they're just keeping the complexity low. Well, let's see. Scott, did we get a country? Yeah, uh, Germany. Ah. Oh, there you well, go. So, well, 25 so what grand. Saying, what were we saying before? The, uh, the difficulty of producing in Australia because high cost of labour, better quality, Therefore, compared to China, it wouldn't work. So your $80,000 Volvo um, from China compared to a German-made Mercedes. Uh, uh, you, know. you watch in six months, I'll switch it to China. It, it'll be coming out of the same I factory. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. One thing the GLC did have a big leg up over the, the Volvo was the infotainment system. So if you ignore the copious amounts of piano black in there, the, the new screen, I love piano it's black. curved. It's really responsive. It's got Who is this guy? I love Piano Black. He's it's your mate. Glossy. <laughs> yes, for 
eight seconds after oh, you leave the dealership. Wash your hands. You look at it Stop. and then it scratches. This, yesterday, when we went to Carbonara, this fat mofo <laughs> was sitting there at Hungry Jack, stuffing his Hungry face Jack. with this double I tried whopper. to take you to and a nice restaurant. And then he gets back into the car and he's just like, <laughs> I'm just like, well, this is why Piano Black doesn't work for you. If you were born in Geelong and you eat Hungry Jacks in Geelong, that's what happens. Did you order I your burger with or without I a I didn't order a burger. Uh, oh, it was very good. I had a coffee and it was <laughs> horrendous. Hold From up. Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Sean, just ask him what he had for breakfast what yesterday. What breakfast yesterday? <laughs> Look, I was hungry and I had a Carl's Jr. There it is. Oh, <laughs> right. Which is well, more sophisticated <laughs> than Carl's Jack. is the picture of health. Uh, yes. They're replacing Jenny Craig, I hear. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but the infotainment system in the GLC is quite is quite good. Well, the new zero layer setup is good, yes. but you can still switch to the old MBUX style setup. Oh, can you? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Watch our video review, chat. So um, this this new one is similar to what we see in the super screens in the EQS, yep, I believe. Hyperscreen. Hyperscreen, sorry, yep. my mistake. Um, but it is, it's really big. It's it's a fantastic screen to look at. The camera quality is actually pretty good. Functionality was a little annoying. Like yeah, getting you into CarPlay, you car could play. dive through menus. The other thing we discussed yesterday, we pulled up at the traffic lights and it's got the traffic light view. I'm like, yes, yes I can see that out the windscreen that I'm currently <laughs> looking at. I think that's um, made for um, when you have AR running. Yes. So if you were yeah, projecting kind of your, um, your like where you're supposed to go, you would put the arrows on there. So if you had nav running on its default system, not carplay, on its yeah. default system, it would put the arrows on there. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It, it kind of works, but I mean, you'd be crazy to use its own nav when you got carplay. Yeah. Like, I mean, any car these days, as good as, I don't even know why they bother with infotainment system. Just give me a dumb terminal I can plug my phone in because your thing is crap. Tesla Doesn't matter. Is an exception to the rule with Google Maps. That tends to be pretty good. Yeah, but I want Waze on the Tesla. Yes, that was another sure. reason why I didn't like my Model yeah. Ys. I couldn't get Waze to work. Yeah, it definitely Why doesn't it have Waze. CarPlay? I know, that's 100% stupid. It's just yeah. Elon versus the world. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll have a fight with Tim Cook as well. <laughs> I would uh, watch Tim that. Apple. <laughs> Tim that's what he's Apple. Did you watch that video of him waving the flag at F1? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. That was I actually quite thought I'm going to go to Android after that. That was the most embarrassing <laughs> thing. Are you doing? It was almost as bad as uh, one it's, of the Williams sisters. It was like they'd yeah. hired a robot to wave yeah. the flag. He had yeah. no. How did he not practice waving but the flag? Why not just have some like emotion on your face? Like, hey! Or yeah. it was just like, well, to be fair, the most arm strength he's ever had to use is going like that. So yeah. I think waving a flag was too much for At him. Apple. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so if you want to see oh, and learn more about the GLC 300, you can head to the Carexpert YouTube channel or if you're already there watching it, uh, we'll put a link in the description for you to check out. Uh, now, guys, before we wrap up today, is there any other final thoughts you might have? Anything you want to leave us with? Any words yes. of wisdom? Well, um, for anyone watching, uh, shoot us a note. Uh, contact. No, what's our thing? That, podcast. Your other podcast. Yes. <laughs> Oops. Uh, podcast at carexpert.com.au. Uh, please get in touch. Make sure you leave us a rating for this as well. And let us know your feedback too. We want to know what everyone thinks about this format, what we can change, what we can improve. Because, um, yeah, we're, we're here for, for the peeps. We want to make it as good as we possibly can. So trying this new format will hopefully, you know. And, and if you want to try something else, try Carl's Junior Burger. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, not sponsored, but if you want to sponsor us, Carl's, we're happy to take your money. Uh, anyway, Just boys. not your burgers. No. <laughs> Chips are good. Uh, Al Bors, Paul, thank you for joining us this week on the Car Expert Podcast. And uh, we'll see you all next week.